Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Savage Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully everyone is having an amazing week and it's the start of the week, kind of. Oh yeah, true. It is. The, it, so hopefully you've had a good start to the week. Yeah. Maybe a good weekend. You went out there, you socially distanced, you <laughs> en- enjoyed the outdoors wherever you may be or oh God, yeah. what's happening in this world. I know it's pretty crazy. I actually have a big fear of not a fear, but mm, what's was, your fear? I was thinking about winter here. Oh God damn. Cause lately everything that i've been doing has been involved like some form of being outside right yes so like even when i meet up with friends i go to like a patio or we're in a park or and you know when it's minus 30 what we gonna do i don't know like i'm afraid of a well they're saying that we're in a second wave i know is that true well i haven't seen it so much in canada but i was like looking at stats in some other countries so one of them i was looking at was the uk um and spain as well two countries i previously lived in and their like um, graph of like new cases, right? You see the original spike go up in like March, April time. Then it drops, and then over the summer, like June, July, it's like super like light. And then the last couple months, it's like gone off the charts. And and for both of those countries, right now, it's even more than at the beginning of the pandemic. Shut up. Yeah, like it's oh, pretty God. crazy. But then the death rate has gone down. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I feel like the death rate uh, has gone down because number one. Um, there's more young people getting it now, right? Because like older people have been a lot more careful during this entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, didn't we say that it's just because the virus kind of mutates and Mm -hmm. it becomes less deadly? Well, there was articles that there was something, somebody was saying like a doctor or somebody was saying about how as this disease or this virus, sorry, is mutating, it is becoming less potent i guess yeah or and and less life-threatening i'm not i'm not saying that it's not still life-threatening to some people um but i think and you're right i think a lot of the people now that are getting it is a lot of younger people yeah um and i think i don't think the concern is so much the younger people getting it is just passing it on to older people right so god yeah and we still don't know the long-term implications exactly so even if you are young it could potentially have a lifelong you know, impact I know. on it's, your body. It's just crazy. It's scary. It's like this invisible, the invisible animal, you <laughs> oh, know, God. like it's but some people don't out. be taking it seriously. Like the people, the pro we saw the protest oh, yeah, in our right. city today, actually today, today, I was, both of us separately. It was a very confusing protest. It was. Yeah. I didn't really understand what was going on, but, um, Rose and I were both out for walks this <laughs> separately. afternoon. Separately. Separately, yeah. And um, in the middle of like my walk, I was walking down the bike path along the river and there was this bridge and I just saw like hundreds of people. It was people. not hundreds. It was a lot of really? people. Really? Yeah, where I was, there was. Oh. All crossing the bridge together. And I said to my friend that I was going on the walk with, I was like, uh, can we go downtown like just to av- <laughs> avoid this like mass of people? And as we were veering off, we saw like one of their signs. And again, yeah, I don't really know what the protest is about, but it was like saying about if you've forsaken God, you've forsaken life. I don't know. Yeah, some of the signs were religious and some of the signs were about, you know, COVID and Mm -hmm. a lot of them said freedom. I'm like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there was a lot of that going on. So. (sighs) So, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. Like Mm -hmm. you, I'm also concerned for the winter when it gets colder because. You know, yeah, in the summer, it's been so nice. We can go outside, we can go hiking, we can do outdoor activities and we can socialize even if we're not inside. Yeah. But then in the winter, like Canadian winters get really fucking cold. Exactly. So we're, how are we going to socialize? And then everyone's going to be inside. And that means, you know, the air is circulating indoors. So more of a chance of potentially catching the vid. Oh, God. It'd be a, it'd be a situation. And, and this is the thing that's going to be so hard. Like, and I know it's like, we're like complaining about socializing and stuff, but it's a really important part of life, I think. Mm-hmm. And also like naturally we're not like solitary creatures, right? Like we're not animals that, that thrive being solitary. We're very yeah. social. And I think, <clears throat> yeah, the winter, it just, it does freak me out because I know there's some outdoor activities that you can do, but again, only during certain times of the winter, like when it's minus 30, like really you can't be outside for that long yeah because you get potential for frostbite within like minutes or something do we need ridiculous. to learn how to snowboard you know how to snowboard oh uh, well you? i haven't i haven't snowboarded for so long really so. when's the last time you snowboarded 
like 10 or 15 years ago oh lord well i've never snowboarded <laughs> which a lot of people a lot of people think it's such a shame because yeah. you know we live really close to the mountains mm-hmm. and people actually travel here to, to go snowboarding yeah. in the rockies mm-hmm. and i just i've never done it how about can i please when you when you start <laughs> can i be there to, to witness <gasps> rude <laughs> I um, would be so bad at it. Do you think so? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I would fall every single two seconds. But, but you, you could start slow and do like the bunny hills and. I mean, I would probably just stay at the bunny hill. Yeah. Is that, is that like for the little kids? Yeah. Well, no, it's like for people <laughs> learning basically. I feel like I would, my concern is that I'm not like 15. Mm. So, you know, it, if I fall, it's going to take longer to heal. <laughs> Rose, you're not that old, okay? I it's not like you're going to break a hip. Okay, and my gonna, cells like, are not regenerating as quickly, you know? Oh God, I know. <laughs> it's like a downhill slope now, oh Rose. Oh, my God, stop. No. <laughs> you know what? I've decided to be positive about getting older. You're going to be positive? Yes. <laughs> this is, I need to take... Oh, good thing we're videoing this. I can take, this, <laughs> take a clip of this later and send it to Rose. Well, you know, <laughs> I decided that... I've always been like Peter. I've always been like Peter Pan. Yeah. Didn't want to get old. Didn't want to get old. And I still don't. It's not mm. like I enjoy, you know, the idea of like getting old. Yeah. But I've decided to uh, have it. a positive mindset because mm. if you think about it, when people die young, it's a tragedy, right? Yeah. So obviously the reason why it's a tragedy is because they didn't get to experience the whole, aging. you know, aging and the process yeah. and, you know, and they didn't get to do everything that they wanted to do you know, during their time. Exactly. So if we get older, that means we're still able to experience things and enjoy life. Plus I think the way that I look at it, like I also like in some ways I'm like Peter Pan as well. Cause I like to go out. I like to do things. You're still a child. I'll be living (laughs) in my parents' basement. I'm taking my learner's test again. I'm 14. (laughs) Like seriously. Oh my God. You've gone back in time. You've successfully gone back in time. My goal achieved. (laughs) No, but the way that I look at aging and like, this could be completely like off but like I look at it as like every age, like it does scare me a little bit getting older and stuff. But at the same time, like I think every age has its pros and cons. Like yes. as you get into different age categories and age brackets or whatever, it like brings its own unique set of interesting things. So yes. So we shall embrace mm. getting older. Mm-hmm. We shall age gracefully. Try to. <laughs> Try to. I mean, you'll age gracefully. I, I won't. So no, you look good, Daniel. God damn! Why you be? Why you be putting yourself down? Don't be doing that. I won't. I won't. You're so nice. You've been nice <laughs> to me know, today. I love nice it. on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till the camera goes off. <laughs> just kidding. All right, folks. So uh, that was our weird intro. What do we was. just? Uh, anyway, maybe one day I'll take up snowboarding. Yep. Oh, um, you know what else is really mm-hmm. really fun. Is um, I, which I've done recently, not recently, but let's give it a couple of years. But snowshoeing, snowshoe. I went snowshoeing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe two years ago. Yeah, maybe I have to go to like a certain place, but mm-hmm. it was just walking in the snow. Yeah, it's like hiking, but like you can do it in the snow. Right, but so, you don't actually go up, do you? I did. Yeah, like yeah. really up. Not like super up, but like yeah, up. <laughs> <laughs> like how up? Like, like hiking up? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, pretty much. I remember when I went. I was like, we went. When up did a, you go? Like I went like five years ago. And you went hiking. Yeah. And you saw a view yeah. from up top. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean. So maybe I shouldn't have hiked that trail. I don't know. Maybe that's dangerous. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't actually know. I mean, all I did was just kind of walk on flat ground. Yeah. Well, that's not going to be that interesting, is it? Yeah. It's not that interesting. No. <laughs> that's why I was like, why do people do this? But I mean, I understand if you're like in the mountains, yeah. it could be nice. We did like a nice trail like mm-hmm. up and it was like, it wasn't like a super, it wasn't like we went really high up a mountain. It right, wasn't right, like right. that, but it, we did get a decent view of where right. we were. So oh, it was, like, it okay. was, it was shall we go? Nice. Shall we go snowshoeing? I'm down. Okay. I'm very well, you be in my cohort. Yeah, that's so. true. So we can we can <laughs> we can also get a little cabin, get a fire. Yes, it'll be mm, nice. I love it. Um, yeah. Okay. So, guys, we have a few uh, stories that we mm-hmm. want to discuss today. Yep. And um, Daniel, of course, kindly did the research. Well, not really great research today, to be <laughs> honest. But um, so the main stories that we're going to talk about, and obviously, as you guys know, we like to digress and you know whatever. So the first one is a little bit of old news because I think this happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, but basically there was a story about, um, some YouTubers, some really famous ones like Mr. Beast, Jeffree Star, and then the separate, I think FaZe Clan is actually a company, not a YouTube, uh, I think YouTuber. it's owned by someone named FaZe Banks, but I could just be making this up. Yeah. Um, so basically all of these company, these 
individuals also own companies as well and a lot of the companies there was something that was going on in the in the u.s where they did like um business relief kind of thing we'll go into more detail in a minute but anyway they all got it and there's a little bit of controversy around that if they should have got it or not the other story that we're going to talk about is there was a recent um is it like a document would it be a bio biopic or I like a docu docu series docu series well it's not it's not quite a series I but thought it's like it was a, a series no it's just one episode. oh it's just yeah. one one movie <laughs> yeah so there's a movie that paris hilton actually released recently on um, youtube premium on youtube I think. no no i watched it on i don't, I don't oh, know you premium. watched it yeah when did you watch it the other night oh yeah. <laughs> did you actually i did i honestly watched it i thought it was on premium no 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 it isn't oh. i mean i had ads and stuff in it so interesting but yeah no i watched it and it's all about um basically the reality of who paris is and what's happened to her and actually it was quite shocking so okay there's some stuff to talk we'll about dig that. into that mm-hmm. and then the final story we're going to talk about <laughs> is um and this has been going on for a little while so this isn't news to anyone but like we're going to talk a little bit about kanye west oh his shit. recent stuff his recent uh would have not stint his recent uh, outrage or whatever on oh, Twitter. God. And then also some some issues with him and Kim. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Why are we why are we such a gossip uh, podcast today? Well, we be a little bit gossipy. Well, are we gossipy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. So. All right. So shall we start talking about the the Jeffree Star and yeah. the Mr. Beast and the yeah. Face Clan. So, but you know, some <laughs> of the some of the listeners might not know who these people are. So, okay, so these are well, I don't know what Face Clan is. Mm-hmm. My guess is that it's a company owned by a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mr. Beast and Jeffree Star are huge, huge uh, YouTube creators. Yeah. Um, Mr. Beast, I think, has like millions of subscribers. Jeffree mm-hmm. Star, I know, has millions of subscribers, and they're very, very, very. Uh, yeah, they're very big on yeah. YouTube. And also another thing, another reason why there was some backlash about them getting these um, these loans from the government is that both of these, and I don't know, again, this is something that's like a little bit controversial, but both of these, especially Jeffree Star and Mr. Beast, their platforms are built on this like lifestyle luxury kind of brand. Right. And so they're always like excess, everything that they do. I mean, they're yeah. both like multi-multi-millionaires. Yep. So there's some issues there. So basically what happened was, the U.S. government, and I don't know so much about this, but they issued for kind of like small to medium-sized businesses in a sense to kind of help the businesses, but also to protect some of the employees that work at the business. Yes. They did this program they called the PPP, which is the Paycheck, the Paycheck Protection Program. Um, and yeah, basically... Um, these YouTubers like Jeffree Star Cosmetics and Mr. Beast YouTube LLC, I guess is his mm-hmm. company's name. They both um, applied and successfully got loans as part of this program. Yeah. Um, now, that's basically. What was I going to say? I mean, it's it's. it's uh, I don't understand mm-hmm. how they could have gotten this approved. Yeah. Because everything they do, first of all, is online. Mm-hmm. I don't suspect that they've had much of a decline in their revenue yeah um over the last few months compared to especially compared to other actual physical businesses like restaurants exactly so the fact that they even applied for it is like really uh icky especially yeah you're right because they have built their kind of wealth based on luxury and you know buying all this stuff and being fancy being bougie like jeffree star has literally like a man like he lives in the fucking castle like a crazy ass mansion. and has yeah. probably millions and millions of dollars yeah. worth of like luxury items exactly and buys you know expensive bags every week <clears throat> basically so and i know he makes tons of money through his cosmetics line he does he makes so much they they, they said that the cosmetics line is like estimated to be worth like 100 or 150 million yeah. i think and then his youtube earnings were reported i mean obviously they don't know for sure yeah but the youtube earnings were reported to be like 18 to 20 million or something yeah. for the year and that's just youtube and that's just his youtube that's not even his ad deals his endorsements yeah. his whatever else so i think that the issue here is yes maybe these companies obviously they probably have a team and everything else but yeah. the the impact here the, the, I, th- I feel like the purpose of these loans is more for like you said like kind of like you know businesses that are actually struggling and you know these businesses that are online like youtube and stuff like really, they're not struggling they're there's not. no way that they are struggling if anything they're actually doing probably better exactly because more people are at home watching the, the youtube channels yeah and and i think part of the reason why people would would get so angry is again yeah you see like Jeffree Star buying ridiculously expensive stuff and yet he's applying for a loan to support his business whereby it's like well you're the owner of the business 
you, I don't know what, what's the onus of the owner to kind of help support some of that. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Does the government not vet these loans? Because it says, Je- according to the database, Jeffree Star Cosmetics was approved for a loan ranging from $350,000 mm-hmm. to $1 million. Yeah. What are you talking about? Is that, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. And then Mr. Beast also uh, appro- was approved for a loan in, in the, the same, same range. range. Yeah. And Mr. Beast also, he's, I don't watch his videos, yeah. but. He's known for like really crazy stunts. Like he'll give out like a hundred thousand yeah. dollars or he'll buy like an <clears throat> entire store or something crazy. Mm-hmm. So again, based on like excess and buying and, you know, basically him, you know, showing the world that he has a lot of fucking money. Exactly. It's like, but yeah. So like, I think that that's a big part of the backlash is the fact that, yeah, there's, there's actual companies that are really, really, really struggling yeah. And you know, you have these people getting these these loans and actually some businesses aren't getting them. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Cuz there's more about some other companies as well which were kind of n- owned by wealthy celebrities. Chloe Kardashian, Kanye West, Reese Witherspoon. Oh my. Are you serious? Have also drawn a little bit of heat from receiving PPP aid. Um It's like they're taking advantage of the system. Mm-hmm. They probably did it thinking that no one would find out. Yeah. Right? Po- they were probably like, oh. They were I'm- like, oh, we could probably, you know, get away with this somehow yeah. because there's maybe like a loophole or something. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, why don't we just do it since we might as well just get money from the government. Exactly. And I just I just think there's just something so, so wrong with. When they're so rich. I know. They're literally so, <laughs> so well. Cause, cause rich. This is the thing. We're not talking about your everyday kind of people because then this wouldn't be a story. Exactly. Right? Because everyday people actually need these help and actually need the support of the government during this time. And even if it was someone that like maybe not necessarily suffered that much, mm-hmm. but was like, you know, like still, you know, maybe a medium sized, mm-hmm. you know, small company. Yeah. And they like maybe slightly took advantage of it. I might just let it slide. But when mm-hmm. you're this fucking rich... Are you kidding me? I know. It's like, come on. And and, and especially when the, the loans that they're asking for. So like, let's say the loans are like 350 to a million dollars. I'm sorry, but all of these people that we're talking about, they could afford to loan their business a million dollars out of their pocket yes. and, and then get it back in revenue or whatever exactly. else. Why are you borrowing the government's money? It's crazy. Because it's not for people that don't need that. It's not. Yeah. It's not for people that don't need it. Like, yeah. Um, but some of the issue which people I think is rightfully so is a lot of people are like, well, what is going on with this PPP? Like, why is no, the who U- is who is doing this? Exactly. Why is the U.S. government not vetting? Because apparently, like, it wasn't just about these celebrities and stuff. Like, there was a bit more saying about how um, a lot of these businesses that apply, like small mom and pop businesses, mm-hmm. haven't been able to to get this funding. And also, they were saying a big part of this funding is to secure because it's, it's called like what is it, what was it exactly called again? It was like. Uh, PPP participant or oh, paycheck, paycheck protection. protection program paycheck protection program another key to this the reason the government was doing this which it had good intentions was like if you owned a business part of the reason the government's giving you that money is so you don't have to lay anyone off yeah because they want to protect the people that yeah. have, have the jobs and yet I believe they were saying like barely any of these businesses have been able to show that you know they haven't had to lay people off or they right. use that funding to keep their staff on so a lot of people are arguing like what is the, what is the government doing about this? Like there needs to be better checks and balances in place. Yeah, this is crazy. I know. Especially considering the fact that not just with businesses, but people are suffering and they don't have money. A lot of people got laid off. A lot mm-hmm. of people lost their jobs and they still have not gotten a second stimulus check. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing that they've received from the government was $1,200 one time, $1,200 check. This is crazy. Whereas compared to Canada, we've had like what? Six months of CERB, yeah. which was, which is $2,000 a month for mm-hmm. people that lost their jobs because of COVID. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So it's just crazy to think that mm-hmm. they're giving Jeffrey star fucking cosmetics, like 300,000 dollars or even a million dollars exactly when they can't even give, you know, regular Pe- citizens, a it, little bit of money. I know, it's just so wrong. And again, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> it makes me like, it, you know what it makes me think of? Like we, I think we, we did briefly talk about this in another docu- or another mm-hmm. um, podcast, but I watched this documentary recently about capitalism and stuff. And again, it's like, I feel like I get where the government's coming from, where they're like, they want to do this PPP to support small businesses, but that's not what's happening in reality right now. And it's these large corporations. There was like saying like a lot of large companies that probably shouldn't have qualified for this mm-hmm. are getting these loans. Yeah. So I just, I, I'm just like, 
this is defeating the purpose of this this whole program. Yeah. And again, you have these big corporations and like Jeffree Star Cosmetics and all of these other ones that are taking advantage of government programs oh that God. are actually meant for people that like, you know, the the couple that owns the little Vietnamese restaurant around the yeah. corner or like whatever, like people that are actually really financially impacted. Because at the end of the day, it's like, oh, I, I could go. I, I just, <laughs> so I, it frustrates me beyond belief because I'm just like, you know, these are people that don't, need the assistance they they're not even close to needing it i know like they could like most <laughs> most of them could retire and still be fine yes do you know what i mean the company so, could shut down and they would be 100 percent, 1000 percent fine exactly so it's just like it make, i know it makes me angry and it's just like it makes me frustrated for those small companies in the u.s that are really really struggling and like you said mm-hmm. the people that you know aren't being supported properly by the government and are out of like what do you, what like imagine we were in that situation what do you do when you're out of work you have rent or mortgage to pay imagine we have kids everything oh God, seriously like what do you do like you just i i honestly like i'm people get um kicked out they become homeless well this is it yeah imagine you know your whole life you've been working so hard oh you god. have a family you have two beautiful little children oh god and you're getting evicted no support from the government and you're fucked i know like it's so sad it's like, so sad oh and it just, oh, just <laughs> i know oh. what are people doing god it's so crazy it really like it upsets me it just it really does <sighs> but yeah so that's what's happening in the u.s <laughs> Like, God damn. How is this happening? I don't understand. Oh. Um it's just bad. It's just Like is it corruption? Like I don't understand. But I think I think and people are rightfully saying like about how okay, well first of all these businesses shouldn't have applied for these loans. Yeah, I mean that's first first things first. first and Second foremost. of all, uh who's working at the government? Well, exactly. <laughs> why why is there no regulation or things yeah. in place as or like a a process in place to say like a qualification process yeah. of who gets the loans? Like you 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 have had like a certain amount decline in revenue, yeah. or you know, like there needs to be something some and, metric. Yeah, some metric. And I'm sorry, but I don't believe that these companies that we've listed mm. have had much of a decline in revenue. No. And even if they have, they were already making so much money to begin well, with. And this is the thing. And this is the thing that gets me is like a lot of these businesses and not just these particular ones owned by celebrities. Yeah. I'm talking about businesses in general. Like obviously not all businesses are owned by wealthy people, right? Like some are, are, you know, your mom and pops or whatever else, but there are a lot of businesses that are owned by supremely wealthy people. So my question is if these people have so much wealth, why could they not give their business that's struggling a temporary loan? Because Daniel, instead of borrowing from the government. I mean, yes, that's the ethical way to do it. But exactly. We don't. We can't expect people to act ethically. I know this is oh because gosh. corporation is a separate entity. I know this is this is <laughs> this is true. Yes. So if you're a corporation, if you're incorporated, it doesn't matter how much money you you, you have, as an individual have. Yes, because then if your company company goes bankrupt or whatever else, they can't come after your assets. Exactly. So you could pull as much as you yes. want out of the company, and you're like, see ya. Yeah. I know. Okay, I could go on a rant about that for like. So that's that. Uh, So that's fucked up. While other people are getting, you know, evicted and, you know, not having health care and not getting enough food maybe to eat. It's just. We've got multimillionaires getting loans from the government. Fantastic. To support their businesses, which I. Which don't need support. Exactly. And personally, I think if you have that kind of money, you can inject that capital yourself. Absolutely. So, you know. These people have no morals. No. But this is the thing. Okay, I'm just going to like one thing that like struck me <laughs> time and time again in this yeah. documentary that I watched. What is it called? Capita? Ca- Capital. 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 Okay. Um, it's on Netflix. Um, one of the things that came out time and time again though, and it's like they've proven it with studies. They've done like simulations and random games, all kinds of stuff, is there's this whole idea and philosophy that wealth will trickle down. Never fucking happens. Will never happen. These people, <laughs> again, you can see it. This is just, again, highlights and emphasizes that these certain individuals, as soon as there's any kind of benefit or programs that they can milk the government from, they will do it. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that that's necessarily even going to trickle down into their business. It might just be for whatever reason. But yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, I, I just... Uh, oh, God. Uh, it's true. Uh, yeah, trickle-down economics is a made-up concept. It's flawed. The whole That whole concept is yeah. flawed. And again... It doesn't... Ex- it's not real. Exactly. If you've had something proven time and time again... Yeah. Centuries and centuries and <laughs> centuries of this kind of inequality yeah. of, of, like, wealth and stuff, you'll just see, like, this is just... It's just a like non-argument. Did you learn about that in economics? The trickle-down trickle effect. Trickle-down, right. 
Um, I don't remember learning about it specifically, yeah. but I seem to remember them saying about one of those teachings was like, if, if the government provides, um, you know, tax relief for high mm-hmm. net worth individuals and businesses, then, you know, it's better for the economy because then it, you know, it, it, oh, it creates God. more jobs and it does X, Y, Z. And it's like, well, no, yeah. it doesn't just put more money in those people's pockets. <laughs> Seriously. At the end of the day. Yeah. I think I like, I think they, they taught us mm-hmm. trickle down economics and I'm economics. Sure, I'm pretty sure they did. Like it's a theory. It is they a should, theory. Yeah. But they need to stop needs, teaching that shit. Yeah. That needs to be thrown <laughs> out of the goddamn <laughs> curriculum. Okay? Yeah. God. All damn. right. What's the next story? So the next story guys, and this was a little thing that just popped up in my YouTube algorithm actually. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> My algorithm, the social be getting, dilemma. <laughs> God, my algorithm be getting weird as hell. Oh Let me God, tell what you. you be watching, oh, Daniel? Damn, you don't want to know. No. Okay, tell me, <laughs> I'm tell just me. Kidding. Um, so basically, this documentary came up, and I'm not sure if, if any of you guys have watched it. Um, I don't know the actual title, but it's basically the truth about Paris Hilton. Um, so I guess Paris must have produced or whatever. It's on her actual YouTube channel, right? Um, and she I must, think YouTube is pushing this quite hard. Yeah, I've so. seen. A, I think it's been a lot of people's algorithms, yeah. probably. Um, I think it's like about an hour and forty minutes or something. Um, and basically it's actually a pretty eye-opening documentary. I think in many ways, some of the stuff that she talks about, we kind of knew already. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, one of the key things that, well, not key things. One of the things she mentioned is, you know, that whole persona that, that Paris has built up this whole like ditzy blonde yeah. girl. It's, I mean, it's all fake. Like, okay. She filmed that, like, um, what's that series? Uh, simple life with Nicole mm-hmm, Richie and mm-hmm. stuff. And that voice that she does everything. It was all made up. It was all fake. Yeah. Like when you hear her talk in the documentary, yeah. I mean, I've heard her talk in interviews and stuff before. And she I can't tell which one of her is real because yeah. like I've seen a few of her like YouTube videos mm. and like, yeah, her voice like will just randomly change or like yeah. anyway. She does a lot of stuff where she's like she's I think partly she talked about this in the documentary as well because she built this persona for herself. Right. She also feels like in many ways she has to always be doing that persona. Okay. So then she kind of struggles with identity and whatever else. Mm. Um but basically one of the most controversial things that happened in this documentary, uh Paris opens up about basically being um, not sexually, but physically and emotionally abused at a boarding school. So the backstory to this is she, during, I think when she was like 15, 16, her parents had moved to New York. She was a bit of a, she was a socialite, obviously very wealthy, um, started partying a lot, getting into trouble, yeah. got a fake ID. Her parents are like, you're out of control. Like this yeah. needs to stop. So they started putting her in boarding schools and the first couple like were fine. Like nothing that bad, I don't think happened to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but she would always like break out of them and like, you know, run away and do all this stuff she was a bit crazy um but then her parents were like okay they'd had enough right and i guess they had called this one boarding school where they sent people into her room in the middle of the night to get her and they like took her out of her room in the middle of the night so just imagine you're at home that's so fucked up i know it's really weird and this is so imagine so the parents kind of knew that this was a little bit fucked up well they probably knew it was they must have known that it was like an extreme boarding school right because what who go yeah what parent would approve people to go into well exactly your kid's room in the middle of the night and kidnap her basically and that's what she said felt like what that's what she said felt like happened it basically is kidnapping yeah so just imagine you're peacefully in bed first of all oh when you God. when you wake up you're disorientated anyway yeah so imagine how scary it would be that to alone like, is traumatizing oh my god hugely yes. like if that happened to anyone you would just be like oh my god like this is actually like so fucked up like okay so her parents uh signed her up for that yeah. okay so they must have they must have known that this was like some kind of extreme thing but they probably didn't know to quite to the extent yeah um so anyway so that's what happens first she gets taken out of her room in the middle of the night and she's like freaking out obviously she thinks she's being kidnapped which yeah. she would yeah. she was like screaming and stuff and then she said she looked up and she could like see her parents crying at the end of the hall so she was like she she was like oh well my parents know that these people are taking me like what the fuck is going on um oh my god okay yeah it was crazy. How do you have a normal relationship with your parents after that? I don't do they have a good relationship? I, it seemed like she was okay when she was like talking to her mom in the documentary, but I think that it's probably... Oh, so her mom's in the documentary. Yeah, her mom's in there too. But I think it's a bit strained, to be honest. I mean, I mean, I don't think... She said that she's never yeah. trusted her parents again, obviously. I mean, I don't think I would. Because like at that age, especially, you know, you're like, what, 15, 16? Yeah. It's like, you're still a kid. So... Yeah. Your parents are the ones that are supposed to still protect you at that time. Mm-hmm. So for them to like allow strangers to come into your room and like take you out of your take bed. you out of your bed. Oh God. It's so weird because it's just like it is like I don't know. It's like next level. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like that's crazy. Like it's just insane. Um so anyway, <sighs> they took her out of her bed and they brought her to this place called Provo Canyon School in Utah. Okay. Um, and then during her time there, so she was only there for I think eleven months. 
um, her and there was a bunch of other girls, like a girls boarding school, I think. Right. Um, and basically during that time, she said that they, you know, she was constantly beat. Um, you know, they would constantly be yelling at her really, really rude, disrespectful. Like, and then also there's a few times where they, um, they were supposed to take, I guess they had prescribed pills or something to these girls that were there. Oh my and gosh. And then I guess Paris was pretending to have these pills and then she wouldn't actually have right. them. Right. And then they, do we uh, know what kind of pills they were? I don't think it's specified in the documentary. Oh so okay. maybe it did, but I don't remember that part. So she didn't want to take the pills. Yeah. She was like pretending to, to swallow them and wasn't. Okay. And then apparently they found them in her napkin or something that she'd spit them out. And um, they decided to put her into solitary confinement, absolutely butt naked, and left her in solitary confinement for like, I don't know how long, like a couple hours, like a, a while. Okay. So like a day? I think maybe. I don't remember the exact time, but it was oh like God. a while. And, you know, she said the only thing that kept her going is like thinking about, you know, what she wanted to do when she was out of there, I guess. Right. And one of the key things is she was like... Um, she mentioned this in the documentary many times. I think some, I think, you know, and I said this to you before, I think watching this documentary and seeing Paris's life also made me feel really sad for her. You know what I yeah. mean? Like she hasn't had a great life, even though you, you would see her and think, oh, she's this like multi-millionaire. Mm -hmm. She has everything she wants. Um, but one of the things she said to herself is she wanted to make enough money on her own mm -hmm. so that she would never be in, her parents would never have control over her again. Oh, so that's why she's been hustling so much and like right. been so like working so, so hard right? Um, to build up her own brand and everything else. Because in her mind, she's always like, I want to make another million. I, I need to make another million. So, you know, just so that she is out of that. She has that like in her head. You right. Know? Right. So she's not living under her parents like money. Exactly. Oh God. Like it's actually crazy. Like I, I was shocked. Yeah. And she's like, what? She's like, like 40 ish almost now? 40, almost yeah. 40. Yeah. I think maybe she is 40. I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe like, I think so mm -hmm. around that age. Um, but this is like, this is why you can't look at these people, celebrities, like rich people mm. and just assume that, you know, their life is so fantastic and amazing yeah. just because they have a lot of money Exactly. because they might have their own traumas like mm -hmm. this. And I'm sorry, I would rather have lived my life than, you know, have millions of dollars, but have, have gone through that kind of shit. Exactly. And it was crazy, too, because in part of the documentary as well, at the end, um, she's reunited with a bunch of the girls that were that she had shared the mm. room with when she was at that boarding school. And they've started this campaign called Break Code Silence. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a bunch of them. And they all like started revealing their stories and stuff. I'm shocked that it took this long yeah. for them to like Open come up. out and say it. I think because when stuff like this happens, though, is you get so traumatized, traumatized. And, sc and scarred that you you feel almost ashamed right. and nervous to bring it up. Especially, I think for her, because she's in the in the in the limelight as well. Oh God! I think and and she had built this like kind of brand of being this ditzy girl and right. And this is uh, basically against her brand. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like very like dark and it's like very twisted. What happened uh -huh. to her? And it kind of breaks the kind of princess vibe that she was like going for. Oh God! So, but like I would want to get revenge on this school. Like, yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, obviously, I don't understand the mentality of mm, going through something like this. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, That's she, crazy. She's She said she's like scarred for life. Like she has issues sleeping. She has anxiety because when she goes to bed, she's, she sometimes gets these like nightmares about being obviously taken out of her bed. Oh my so, God. Like, and after that happens, you would have trouble. Like it would just, it would impact you in so many ways. Um, and So how does she leave? Did they take her out? Like I think that she just like finished. I think that when she turned 18, she left. So how old was she, Daniel? She was there for 11 months. Yeah. So, so I think The timeline she, is not matching up, Daniel. No, no. I said... <laughs> No, she's, she's you and your timeline. No, when she was like 15, 16, she started getting taken to boarding schools. I think she came to oh, this one. I thought you when said she, she was, was like, taken when she was 15 or 16. Mm, no, so I think one. she was like 17. Okay. But still young. Still young. So it's a couple of years older, but still. Oh God. You know. I never want to take my kids to boarding school. I know. I think. <sighs> and it must've been so expensive because her parents are, her parents are fucking rich, right? Yeah, they're like, well, they're the Hilton. Yeah. Hotels. The Hilton hotels. Yeah. So like it must've been so expensive. Yeah. Well, and apparently there's a lot of other celebrity people that were there like celebrities oh kids and stuff and a lot of them haven't come out yet and stuff and she obviously didn't say any names because she oh. was like well, i think there was like other people. do you know anybody else that came out and like shared Not recently. okay oh, um, shit. but yeah it was crazy and i just think yeah you don't know what's going on behind closed doors with these celebrities and stuff and it's like i wonder if they told the parents do you think the parents knew 
her parents, she told her mom on this documentary. Well, her, her, I think she told her mom part of it. And then she opened up more to her mom on this oh. documentary. And, and then her, what did her mom, her mom seemed shocked. Like her mom was like, well, you know, if I would have known how bad it was for you there, I would have taken you out right away. Well, you know, maybe you should have thought about that when the <laughs> protocol was to kidnap someone in the middle of the night. I know that's a pretty, you would think, yeah, as a parent, Ugh. like that kind of extreme, but again, this I, is why there should be a manual for parenting. <laughs> like, <laughs> Some of the most common sense things you're just like, how mm. are you so unaware? Yeah. But I guess like, I guess, and again, I'm not justifying this at all, but like Paris has been putting her parents through a lot during that time. Like I breaking mean, out enough. of boarding schools. She was going crazy, partying, drinking, doing all this stuff at uh, underage. Right. So oh, her parents were probably like, she's a wild child. She's out of control. This is the only way that we can get her to this boarding school. We have to just kidnap her in the night and, <laughs> oh, oh, God. God, and just take her away. Why was she such a wild child, do you think? Um, did they did they uncover they, that? Um not really, I don't think. I think a big part of it is just growing up in that kind of wealth yeah, and that kind of like that's privilege. That's what I was going to say. So I think when that happens, you lose taste lose lose sense of reality. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of think you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And, and she's probably been given like all this money mm-hmm. and like what are you supposed to do with that money when you're that young? Exactly. So you I know? think you know, she she had this this kind of yeah like fuck life mentality like exactly. fuck just like this, whatever don't you know care. well and they do say and i don't know if this is necessarily her case but they say with a lot of kids that grow up with like super successful parents that are like billionaires and stuff yeah they a lot of the time get demotivated absolutely because they think to themselves well look at what my parents have accomplished like i'm never ever gonna yeah. do anything like that mm-hmm. what's the point do you yeah know what i mean so you see time and time again like a lot of these people that are that are multi-millionaires their kids have a lot of um issues, issues. yeah totally because they've been either given a lot of money or privilege and stuff. And, yeah. it, and it does mess with you. It would totally mess with you. I, yeah. I remember reading some kind of essay or something in philosophy class. And it was something about that where someone was like a child of like a rich, very rich, you know, parents. Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously everyone has issues, but one of the issues that comes from having very rich parents is exactly that. It's like you, it's like a never, you can't win basically yeah. because if you achieve something in life, people will think you've achieved it because you have rich parents. Yeah. So if you become successful, everyone's going to think it's because, I mean, it is partially like, let's be honest, right? Yeah. It's not like they grew up on the street. So of course you have to attribute that to at least part of it to having rich parents. Mm -hmm. But then if you don't achieve anything, then it's like, oh, you're a failure when your parents are this rich. And they're so So successful. Why aren't you? Exactly. So it's like, you can't meet up so it's it's very hard to feel accomplished or successful mm. and then also giving a bunch of kids a, a lot of money is never mm. a good idea so yeah. that's another thing that's a very good point though you're right it's like a double-edged sword in mm-hmm. the sense that like either way either either side that you go like you're never gonna win like exactly you, you, you could be super super successful even more successful than your parents yeah and someone's gonna be like well you know you, you got there because your parents mm-hmm. and which is partially true yeah true. <laughs> <laughs> but and like i mean it would be hard to teach them kind of like it even though it's true it doesn't mean that you didn't you know earn you know what you did yeah because i don't know it's like, a tough one it's a tough one it's such a tough one like what are uh, we gonna do daniel when okay. we become multi-millionaires huh Damn, i ain't ever gonna be a multi-millionaire <laughs> don't say that <laughs> um yeah i don't know i guess i'll cross that bridge if i ever oh, get God there damn. um and you know i think the 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 the, the the only thing that you can do as a parent is try to try to teach your kids to like mm-hmm. value money. And I think yeah. a big thing is just like, and I think this is like for anyone is just not to be like, not to give your kids like everything. Do you know what I Seriously, mean? Like though. if you spoil your kids rotten, they're going to turn out rotten. That's why, yeah. th- that's why there's that expression spoiling your kids rotten because it like literally rots the kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> like actually literally they and like it wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me if that's what uh, they did with Paris, which is why she went rebellious. Yeah. And because like, have you seen that show? It was on like Much Music or something. No, MTV. It was a Sweet Sixteen. Yes. Oh my, oh my god. god. Have you? I don't know if you guys are <sighs> like, um, if you guys have ever seen that show. It, <laughs> it's like what quite, quite a long time ago. Yeah, that it, was, show. it was like ten. It was at like least when we were ago. probably like sixteen. Yeah. And they had the show called My Sweet Sixteenth or My Super Sweet Sixteenth or yeah. something, and it was literally a show about very rich or kids of very rich parents who were incredibly spoiled and they would, they would uh, be looking forward to their 16th birthday party and they were planning this party and it was just the craziest, most extravagant thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And they were all like so spoiled and Mm -hmm. so entitled and so bratty. 
And then, but the, at the end, the parents would just give them everything they ever wanted. Yeah. My favorite part of that, though, is quite often, like, what they would always do. So, like, let's say this this kid's like, <laughs> Mom, Dad, I want, like, a, you know, a blue Lamborghini, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Or, or let, let's just even say, like, a, yeah, blue, uh, blue BMW or something. Maybe mm-hmm. not even those crazy Lamborghini. And... You know, it comes time to for their their sweet sixteen, and then all of a sudden they have this beautiful like big wrapping present, and they open it up, and it's like a three year like it's a used BMW, you mm-hmm. know. And then the kids like, first of all, it's not blue, and secondly, it's not <laughs> brand new. This is a used car, like it's at least five years old. Like I can tell this is not brand new car. Blah 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 blah. And then the parents are like, just kidding, it's over there. Oh there's my, your, shut there's up. your your brand new car, and they're like, oh thanks, mom and dad. And you're just like, I've never. Do they actually do that? Yeah, on quite the show? often they would like trick their kids and get them like a u- old used oh car my God. or something like this, and then the kid would have like a breakdown and See, like this freak is the issue. out and be like, "Why would you do this? Why would you get this for me?" And the parents are like, well, "We want you to drive something like you know, you just got your license. You want you to drive something <laughs> which like, sounds you know reasonable enough." Exactly, and then they'd just be like, "Ah, oh, well, uh, it was crazy." It and was, then the parents are like, "Oh my God, what am I going to do with her?" I and know. I'm like, "Why do you think she is the way she is?" I, I mean, I don't know how much of it is actually real and how much of it yeah, was acting. Act, yeah, yeah. I feel like if we rewatched it, I'm sure we would pick up on like, oh, maybe this was like mm. you know exaggerated. Like the hills. Exactly. <laughs> oh God. But you're just like. I remember watching that show being like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, I do not want my kids like this ever. No. And then they had like a spinoff. Have you ever seen the spinoff? No, I haven't seen the spinoff. What's the spinoff? So they had like, a, I think this was totally fake. Yeah. The, they had a spinoff of that show and it was, I can't remember what they called it, but they would take kids that were on that show. So like incredibly spoiled, very entitled children. Mm. And they would like bring them to some kind of like developing country mm. or like, like middle of like, in a hut in Africa or something. And then they would have to live there for like a week or something like that to teach them the value of life or some shit. Right. And because the parents, they would interview the parents. They'd be Mm. like, I don't know what to do with my daughter. She's just so spoiled. And like, she just thinks she can get whatever they want. I'm like, why you did this? (laughs) What is wrong with you? (laughs) It's true though. Seriously. And then they would go and they'd be like, Oh my God, like, Mm. I don't know. I'm going to live here. Anyways. Mm. So that, that God was another damn. part of that show. Oh, God damn. That'd be God as damn. intense as, uh, intense mm-hmm. as all hell. But this is it. At the end of the day, like, even if you, and I know it's really hard because obviously, like, a lot of people, they want to give their kids as much as they can. And, yes. You know, whatever else. But it's like, I think it's really important, like, if you have that kind of money, um, just to teach your kids, of, like, obviously, you're going to go on nicer holidays and things like that, right? But, like, it doesn't mean that you, you know, you spoil your kids rotten yes. where they're going to be, like, behave, like, so badly. Yeah. Uh, and you know, they say, I can't remember the saying, but it's like wealth dies in three generations or something. It takes three generations to kill wealth. Yeah. And it may, I mean, maybe not anymore because now, oh my gosh, sorry, my phone's going crazy. I know. Some sorry if you guys can hear uh, some, you know, phone sounds. It's because <laughs> I forgot to put my phone on silent. Anyways. Mm. um, Yeah. It's the, it takes three generations to kill wealth. I think now it's a different story because yeah. now generational wealth, uh, if you have generational wealth, they pass it down and then you invest. And as long as you have an investment manager, you're probably going to do fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in, you know, in times when things weren't so, I guess, uh, I don't know, how do I say it? In times when planned. the the rich poor gap wasn't so big, mm. I think that um, it is true that mm. if you, for example, if I'm really rich, then I pass down that to my kids and then that gets passed down. Eventually your kids, some somewhere along that, mm. They're not going to know how to build their wealth. They're not yeah. going to be as successful. This is why immigrants are quite successful or kids of immigrant parents happen to be quite successful because they kind of work extra hard. Yeah. But then once those people have kids, they might spoil those kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, this is the thing. I think a part of it is because like, let's say you, if you did grow up, let's say you, you grew up, you know, not poor, poor but uh-huh. like, you know, not, you didn't really have much. Oh, yeah, I guess like more on the poor side. And then you became really, really wealthy. Yeah. You kind of, in some ways, you're like, I want my kids to not experience what I did. Yes. Even though the things that you experienced is probably what made you wealthy to begin with. Exactly. It's what, it's what shaped you into the person that you exactly. are. So like, you don't necessarily want your kids, but I think, I think there's ways, cause obviously if you're wealthy, like you think to yourself, Oh, I don't want my kids to ex- experience the same hardships that I did. Well, they're not going to. Yeah. Because like, e- they're never going to. Exactly. Either way, like you're going to be able to go on like some nice bougie vacations. Yeah. You want to go on them or whatever. And you know, they're never going to worry about food or things like that. Exactly. But at the same time, it's like, then you don't have to give them shit loads of money and like do exactly. all this other stuff. Like they're that's, already doing fine. Exactly. So. It's like, oh, it's like when I hear people are so delusional because <laughs> like I've heard people being like, how do I say? They'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, um, I know that I'm I come from, you know, a certain level of privilege in that I, you know, I didn't 
uh, grow up mm-hmm. really, really poor, but you know, everything I did, I did all on my own. And, um, you know, I was living on, you know, I had only this much money and I wasn't making much money at all. And I built this. I'm like, but the whole, the fact that you grew up without being poor like with your family not being poor yeah that itself is the privilege like how do you not understand this exactly some people are just so delusional they just think like oh i just built all this on my own mm-hmm. you did technically yeah but would you and could you have built it mm-hmm. if you were in a position like you were homeless yeah. or your parents didn't give you a good education you know there's mm-hmm. so many other factors it's like why is it why is it hard to admit that? Yeah, because like I, I can admit it. It's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting because like when they were doing this study in that in that documentary oh, yeah. again, the monopoly study. Yeah, they yeah were, they tell were, them again. Yeah, so the, basically this monopoly study. Like long story short, I'm not going to go into detail because it's in another episode of the podcast anyway. Um, but basically, people were given an unfair advantage in this game. And at the end of the game, they interviewed them and every single person didn't attribute them to winning the game to having this unfair advantage in the beginning. So it's interesting, like in the beginning, there's, and there's no way that they would have necessarily won. They wouldn't have won the game that, that easily mm-hmm. had they not had this privilege. Mm-hmm. This just made them. And, and they said like, this is what happens is like quite often people that come from wealth or have wealth, they just attribute it and they think, well, you know, they just, they, they think wrongly that they're like better than other people that they've they've even if they've inherited it they've earned that money right you know what I mean like there's that kind of like psychology that goes along with That's it and so says, crazy yeah it's nuts that says like just because and it's so weird this concept of just because somebody isn't earning as much money as you or or is you know poor more poor than you doesn't mean that you're a better person than them or yeah. that they're less of a person than you or that necessarily that you're even working any harder than exactly. them oh this is this is my oh <laughs> Rose you hit the like I, this is one comment like and again, I have no issue with people having being successful and running yes. good businesses and stuff. But what really bothers me is those people out there that say, oh, you know, all you have to do is, is work, work harder. Hard. You work harder, work so much harder and you'll you'll get there. Do you know what I mean? Like you will get yeah. into that level, that millions or whatever. And it's like, well, that's actually not the case. And a lot of these people that are multi multi-millionaires, a lot of them are just sitting on lots of assets that are making them money mm-hmm. and not actually working that hard, to be yeah. honest. Like you see these people that, especially if they have like massive property holdings mm-hmm. and investments and everything else, they're not working every day. Well, some of those, I mean, some of them yeah. are, but like a lot of them aren't. Exactly. And it doesn't like, mean that they are pretending that investments are not a thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do rich people actually get rich? Investing. Exactly. That doesn't require that much like actual work it exactly. just requires that you have an investment manager and you have a lot a lot of money to begin with exactly and then wealth builds more wealth so you're just going to be rich just because mm-hmm. of the fact that you're already rich yeah but i think so many people like misconstrue that and they think oh well mm-hmm. you know you just work hard those those people that are oh. you know and at the end of the day i always think to myself and i always tell people this as well it's like literally there are 24 hours in the day yeah you can't turn around and tell me that uh this person at this company because they're earning four times my salary that they're working four times as hard as me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. You know, we're probably both working similar. Maybe they work a few more hours than me a day. Yeah. That does not equate to four times my salary. I know. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's just mental. It's mental. It's so, crazy. Uh, All right. God so damn. that's, uh, that was that. <laughs> the, the truth. I forgot why we started talking about the truth about Paris. Yes. The Paris. We, so I, I think you need to watch that documentary. You should. I mean, God damn. Yeah. There's parts of it that are a little bit boring, but right. like, you know, and there's parts of it that you'll, you'll probably watch it and you'll be like, yeah, I kind of know whatever, uh-huh. you know, but uh, the thing with Paris, like, I just feel really bad for her. Yeah. Like the whole thing that's happened, obviously, you know, there's like, even she comments, she just comment in this. She, she works really, really hard as well. And she said like right now, the way that her life is and the way that it's been for the last kind of 15 years, 20 years is she has been basically traveling like nonstop. She said that she has like in a year, she's like 250 something days of the year. She's like traveling. And like is it to, to forget things or is well, it's it to, to keep it's to promote the brand, her brand, right. like makeup launches uh-huh, and perfume uh-huh. launches and everything else all over so the world. So she's like a workaholic basically. Yeah. And she, I think she throws herself into work probably to like not forget. Rem- yeah. Exactly. She said she's always in different hotels, like all this stuff. And then the thing that got me, it was this other documentary that I watched with her, but she also talked about it in this one, um, is about how she said sometimes that her fans are, are her friends. Are her friends. That's and so there's sad. these two fans that like traveled. They, I think she had a thing in Korea or something. No, I don't know if it's Korea or Japan or something. And her fans like had flown from another city to see her at this like launch. Oh my God. And she was like, oh my God, these two are my two special friends. Blah, 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 blah. And then I think she hung out with them after. And I don't know. So she doesn't actually have real friends. But this you is think? it. This is the thing. Because I'm not saying that a fan couldn't become a real of course. friend. But at the same time, like. But it is weird because it's not a real. I mean, you're right. There can be cases when you can become friends with your fans. Exactly. But. 
in her case, I don't, I think it's just like, she doesn't have other friends. And no, she, this doesn't is it. she doesn't interact. She doesn't seem to have those kind of like real connections, those, those connections that you build. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then that part to me, cause I think about my life and like my friends that I have. And if I didn't have that, like social That's network, crazy. it's so sad. I know. Yeah. And then if you think about it also, it's like, if your fans are your friends, it's like such a one way kind of relationship. Like mm-hmm. you don't really know your, you know, fans, but they know you. Yeah. And they like, it's not a normal friendship because mm-hmm. they're like really, they're admiring you. They think you're this like whatever, you they know, put you up on a certain pedestal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you're not going to have the same kind of, you know, connection and interaction. That's sad. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. really, really sad. Like, this is why like, being rich isn't everything guys. Exactly. So the God more people damn. that understand that and follow that and live through that, mm-hmm. it's a good thing. All right. And so our final story, our final story, is more drama about rich people. Oh God, <laughs> Yeah. Well, on this particular individual, Kanye West, Kanye oh. West, he's an interesting character. He is. And like, <laughs> I, I, I oh. do you love his music? I like some of his songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like a few of them. I'm not like such a big Kanye fan. Yeah. Um, me neither. I think like a lot of his behavior and antics like really take away from his music yeah and also it just makes me like not like him like i just don't like him in general but at the same time like i mean he has opened up and apparently he has bipolar disorder yes so i think that knowing that now maybe i'd be a little bit more lenient on him but in the same time like i think there's functioning there's people out there that are bipolar that you know are able to function in society and you know whatever else. maybe it's maybe it's bipolar plus being so rich and so famous yeah and again, that could be a disaster. Exactly. Because then it builds and your ego. He, yes. And he probably also has a lot of trauma, childhood trauma. I'm not yeah. sure. Like his dad left, I'm pretty sure, or yeah, something. He had a pretty rough I think, yeah, upbringing. Yeah, I'm sure he had a rough upbringing, which think, also he, adds. Didn't he get his like... Um, I, I could be wrong on this guy, so I do apologize, but I seem to remember like a long time ago, something shattered his, his yeah, jaw. Yeah, didn't he get shot or something? I think so. I think so. And then he had like reconstructive surgery on his yeah. That's why his like mouth is a little yeah, bit like, yeah. kind of... I think I so. Know. You might be yeah. right. But anyway, I think I think guys maybe comments if you're <laughs> if you know. Um, but yeah, he had some something happened. So anyway, right. So the reason that we're talking about Kanye and this kind of happened a little while ago. I think it was like maybe a week ago or mm-hmm. or so. Um, Kanye apparently has been having some issues with his recording company. Now I don't know the full ins and outs of what's going on, but apparently it has something to do with the rights of his music. They call the I think they're called the masters or whatever okay. whatever it is. And he got really, really frustrated and he apparently, first of all, he published on either Twitter or some, I think it was Twitter, um, his contract that he has with, with the record label. Isn't that also like, don't they have some kind of NDA or something? Of course. That, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a hundred percent illegal. Okay. Like they're not allowed to share this information. This is confidential documents. Right. 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 Every single contract, like generally employment contracts. Right. All that kind of stuff. Is it just pre- implied that it's confidential? Yeah. Well, I know. Okay. I think there's a, probably a clause in there somewhere. Okay. Confidentiality um, clause. Yes. Definitely. And I, I guarantee for record artists, there'd be an NDA. Oh, okay. God. Because they would probably wouldn't want record artists also or, or uh-huh. con- talking with each other and showing right. contracts. Anyway, so he basically said, I, w- I need every lawyer in the world to look at, the, uh, at these. He told his followers while referring to the music industry as modern day slavery. So he's like implying that these record. That record, he's a slave. Yeah. <laughs> that record record companies. Again, oh, it's a bit delusional in a sense. He's very delusional. Yeah. He's not living in reality. Because I do get, like, I get what he's saying in some ways where he's like, oh, the record labels are making a lot of money off of him, right? Sure. But he's also making a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense. Like, like for example, it, I know in K-pop, in Korean music, mm-hmm. it's literal probably modern day slavery. Yeah. Because I think they actually don't make much money. Like the K-pop artists. Yeah. And, you know, they, they talk, they actually call them like slave contracts. Yeah. So the companies make so much money off of them. Yeah. But I don't think that artists actually make money. But when it comes to like in the States and with Kanye, I mean, he is so fucking rich. I know. Are you kidding me? He's made a lot of money. So it's like, I mean, I, I, again, I understand if you think that you're, you know, you deserve more, like get it. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. But to call it modern day slavery when you are literally one of the richest people in fucking America. Yeah. mm, Maybe not. I know. This is the thing. This is, this is where it's again, this rich entitled people that are, uh, yeah. you know, and delusional. I get, exactly. A little bit delusional. And I, I get it. Like maybe he feels like he wants to have, I don't know like the whole ins and outs of having the rights to your, to your music and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But yeah, you can't, you can't necessarily quote this as modern day slavery because you know, if you're a slave, it's implied that you're not getting paid very much or very little. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it would be different if Kanye was like going to the food bank and freaking, you know, really struggling. <laughs> 
<laughs> then and 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 obviously he has sold so many albums and stuff. Then I'd be like, okay, actually he has a point there. But yeah. he's a fucking multimillionaire. So is that modern day slavery? Mm, I don't think so. Is there? Is he having an issue with his record label and maybe wants to have more rights over his music? Yes, that could be a legitimate possibility. And you know, I don't blame him for that. Maybe he wants like reoccurring royalty rights or something. Yeah. Um, which is maybe for his kids or whatever else for like generations to come. That while they still play his music, um, then fine. But don't call it modern day slavery. I'm sorry because there's people in way off worse, way worse off conditions than you that are probably seeing this, being like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. You like, know what I mean? who are you to complain? Like, I get it. Again, yeah, fair enough. Maybe mm-hmm. work it out with your lawyers. Mm-hmm. Don't you have? fucking lawyers like this is why i can't take anything he does seriously he's so like but again like if he has bipolar disorder i don't want to be you know you know i want to be understanding of the fact that he obviously has some sort of a mental illness like when he was trying to run for president yeah um and he was acting very strange Mm. and i'm pretty sure he's made comments about no i am sure he's made comments i don't know when maybe it was a few years ago Mm. where he was basically like saying how black people are you know um black people in america are how did he say it? Like they're choosing to feel like oppressed or something like that. And he said something crazy. Like he said, Oh, like 400 years of slavery. That sounds like a choice. He said that. This is crazy. This is like, like, you're so delusional. And now you're saying you are in a modern day slavery contract. Are you joking? Maybe that's a choice. We should, we should use his logic against him in that sense and say, actually Kanye, modern day slavery in your contract. That sounds like a choice. But you signed that contract. We we can't assume that he, he's uh, thinking logically. No, no, I know exactly. So, so so I do think that obviously apparently he's going through a manic episode it's called or whatever, where he's like, basically, so he posted this shit on so much stuff on Twitter so he did his contract oh where he's like saying, you know, music industry is modern day slavery. Then also he posted a, a video a little bit after this with one of, I guess he's won some Grammys and you get like little Grammy awards. Mm-hmm. He had put one of his Grammy awards in a toilet and there's a video not like showing private parts or anything, but it shows somebody urinating onto this Grammy award. There's speculation that it's him or somebody else, but somebody's urinating on this award to take like a taking, basically taking aim or a stance against the wider music industry and then in oh, addition, uh-huh. as if this, this Twitter rant wasn't enough, he also posted the phone number, which this is very... I, That's very illegal, bad. man. Yeah. That's so fucking illegal. He puts posted the phone number of a Forbes editor. So I don't know how high up this editor was, but right. like probably a senior editor, and basically called him a white supremacist. <laughs> See, I if I were on Kanye's team, mm. or if I were his family member, I would mm-hmm. take away his phone yeah. <laughs> or like get rid of the twitter account yeah like where is his team where is what his is, team it's like britney all over again oh my god it is it's like it's like it's like you know that these people have they have a pr team they have all these people There's working so much for them money. it's like what, are, what what is your team doing yeah and like don't they have like um medication for bipolar disorder i think like, I, I yeah i think so is he on medication does it help like i don't oh god i just don't understand and apparently another like so basically after all of this happened these things because obviously some of the stuff he's doing on twitter is illegal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so the twitter people the twitter company twitter people yeah the twitter people um they basically um blocked his like locked his account oh my god for i think 12 or 24 hours right. just so that he couldn't like post anything else right. i think they probably took down some of the posts i'm not 100 percent sure yeah. um but again they had to take action because probably there was like people complaining and well also, i mean if he's giving away someone's phone yeah. number well and i imagine actually that this could result in many lawsuits for him oh god because like probably his record label is going to sue him and also the guy the forbes editor would yeah. definitely, will definitely sue him oh god so he's he's you know and this is again if, if if his team knows that he has bipolar disorder mm-hmm. like there should be some controls like maybe and this sounds like really bad but maybe he shouldn't be able to like access twitter from his phone oh, like maybe it should be that he can tweet but it has to be in a room with other people like <laughs> verifying his tweet you know um but or, i mean he's his own person so i'm sure that i don't know yeah that's true God, you, maybe know. you can have that level of control but maybe they could do things you know like for example if you had a team like your yeah. team could be like, if you post a tweet, it has to be verified by someone else. Like it has to yeah. have that, that check and balance. So like his team could post a tweet and if Kanye didn't like it, he could reject it. Yeah. And then also if Kanye posts a tweet and his yeah. team didn't like it, they could reject it. That's why, yeah, you sh- like celebrities with social media is such a weird thing because you find out that they are also just as fucked up as other humans. Do they know? just be as hot messes yeah. as everyone else, you but know? But now everyone can see exactly. all the, you know, all the shit you put out there. So this is what I, I think it's, I think it's in some ways it's interesting because it does start to chip down that kind of that yeah. kind of godlike status of celebrities totally, you know you start yes. to you it, yeah you start to realize that 
these people they aren't because you're right because people put a lot of celebrities on this like you know pedestal pedestal, and it's like well they're not that different than us they are people we're all people at the end of the day and yeah I guess Kanye really needs to get some some help I guess and Mm -hmm. he needs his team to be like you need to get a good team around you right so yeah I think that's an issue with a lot of these celebrities is they they just like I don't know, maybe they don't vet their team properly or whatever. Well, I mean, like I said, unless you tell your team, hi, you have control over my Twitter account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't let me... Because I don't think he realizes how, like, delusional he is. Or maybe he doesn't even realize when he's having, you know, these manic episodes. Yeah. Right? So I'm sure that, like... So you would have to be the first one to be like, Mm. hi, you are my team. Please make sure that I don't post anything, you know, crazy or stupid or anything like that. That is your job. So unless he does that, mm. it's fair game. It's his Twitter account. It's yeah, his true. phone. He can post whatever he wants. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think if I were, you know, maybe his family, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe you might want to be like, hello, Kanye. Maybe don't do that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe don't post anything mm-hmm. that you think, you know, anything well, that you want on Twitter. <laughs> it's, in, it's interesting because like he's commenting that he wants, I guess, these these rights and masters for his tracks or whatever they're called. Right. Just probably for, you know, revenue down, down the line. Mm-hmm. But then by him posting all of this stuff, he's like leading himself into legal battles. Yeah. Oh, God. That's going to impact his net wealth. Yeah. His net, net worth and everything. So, oh, uh, I don't know. And then... I, to top this all off, apparently, and this is gossip, guys. This is like, <laughs> I have no actual... <laughs> we become a celebrity gossip exactly. podcast. The, the Twitter stuff, everyone saw that. That was posted uh-huh. on Twitter, you yeah. know, whatever. But apparently, according to a source... A source. A source. A there's source, al- there's a always source a source. tells us. Yeah. Yep. Um, that, I guess, Kim is she's kind of planned out a divorce <laughs> and she's got everything in line but mm. she's thinking of potentially divorcing him i don't know i mean we'll see about that yeah we'll see we'll mm-hmm. see what happens i mean this isn't the first time kanye's done some crazy stuff yeah crazy stuff okay. stuff stuff um so yeah i don't know i just think again where are your friends and family uh-huh. like, you know what i mean like the people that mm. care about you See, money don't buy you everything money don't buy mm-hmm. you happiness it's true i just I, I, I'm trying to imagine what it's like to be bipolar and have like this manic episode. Yeah. I watched a, there was a show. It was on Amazon prime. I think it was called modern love or something like that. And like each episode, there was like maybe eight episodes and mm-hmm. each episode was like a different like love story. And one of them was with Anne Hathaway and um, somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it was her uh, and she had bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, you don't know that she has bipolar disorder. Yeah. So in the beginning she comes out and she's like, having such a great day she's Mm -hmm. like in this grocery store like dressed like beautifully Mm -hmm. and she looks amazing and she's like walking around like smelling everything she's like Mm -hmm. so happy and amazed and she meets this guy and they like end up having like an amazing time um Mm -hmm. like they went out for lunch or something have an amazing time and then um he's like oh let's go out again blah 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 and then like the day that they're supposed to go out she i guess goes um like has the is it depressive or yeah manic versus so manic is I think is like when you're at the high. No, no, I think it's when you're at the low. No, no, manic is when you're at high. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. And then the depressive is is like when you're low. Okay, I think. Yeah. Sorry, guys. So correct me if I'm wrong. Um, because manic is when you're like kind of you mm. know, and then so and then she started having like her kind of low episode. Yeah. And then she basically just like, um, doesn't want to do anything mm-hmm. and, um, just feels like shit and she can't explain why. Like it's like no. Like that's yeah, crazy. No, it's because because again, at yeah. the end of the day, like our bodies, it's so crazy when you think about it. It's like all of our mm-hmm. emotions and stuff. It's all like chemical kind of yeah reactions in our brains. So like it is very like if it's if you have any kind of issues or things, mm-hmm. or not even issues, but your brain is not functioning properly, you're not releasing the correct yeah you know chemicals and all this stuff. Yeah. It will impact you so much. Yeah, and it's just crazy. Like it could happen to anyone. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. Day. Like that'd be crazy. So she, I guess, I guess what happens when you have um. Maybe she had an extreme form mm-hmm. as well. I th- I'm sure like depending on, you know, your, yourself, yeah. there's a different level. Yeah. But yeah, she, when she would be at work and I think it's based on a true story. Yeah. So when she's at work and she's like very, very, she's in her manic, mm-hmm. is it manic? Sorry, guys. Anyway, yeah, sorry when she's on the high, yeah. then she's like so good and yeah. she's on it. But almost she's too like, much though. Yeah. Like over the almost top. too much. Yeah. Over the top. Doesn't sleep like, blah, blah. Yeah. and then when she's on the low, it's like literal complete opposite. Yeah. 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 That is so hard to manage. Oh god. Well, that's mm-hmm. why they, that's why I think the, the medication that they can take is yes. like to regulate their emotion. Exactly. It like it's like does something where it like tries it to regulate that. It. Yeah. yeah. So then I think eventually she started taking the medication mm-hmm. and then she got a lot better. Oh, god damn. So yeah, Kanye, take your medications, dude. Oh god, yeah. Oh my or, god. No, yeah. It's just yeah. Ugh. Anyways, the dude, um, yeah, he needs to he needs to have a 
sit down with his team and yep. his family. Yeah. Sort some shit out in the private in the privacy of your home. Yeah. And this is why being in the public eye, not so great no. sometimes, no. you know? It's crazy as hell. <sighs> Anyways, well, guys. That concludes our <laughs> lovely fun filled episode again. Yes. <laughs> um Yeah, so hope you hope you enjoyed. Um if you are listening and on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and like, give us a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Um, check us out on Instagram at the Savage Podcast, um, or tune into whatever platform you're listening to your podcast on. Yes, and don't forget, guys, we are on Patreon, mm-hmm. Patreon.com/slash The Savage Podcast. If you want extra episodes every single month, mm-hmm. and also each episode a week earlier than everybody else, yep. again, link is in the show notes or the YouTube description box. Exactly. And we're about to record our Patreon exclusive. We are, what are we talking about in our Patreon exclusive? We're talking about love. <laughs> we're talking about being being in a matchmaking situation. <laughs> We'd be talking about Indian matchmaking. Indian matchmaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. We're so, going to talk about the Netflix series, Indian matchmaking. That's so true. So if you want to see that episode and more, check out our Patreon. Yes. Patreon.com <laughs> slash The Savage Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.